welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I am Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Oh, I like that. Uh, experts. <laughs> experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Well, hello. This is our very first mini-sode. We are really excited about this because when we were thinking about how to do the reunions, we... Um, we felt that they needed their own space, right? Totally. I mean, so much goes on at a reunion, especially a housewives reunion that needs a definite separate episode to just unpack and deal with the issues of the season. Yeah. And because they're spread over three different episodes, we figured that it would be the best way to do it. Um, so, I mean, we haven't, do you know what? I haven't even said, hi, Reagan. <laughs> hey Kat, happy Friday. <laughs> God, it's such it's been such a long week. I uh, just got back from New York, so I'm still struggling with jet lag. But I am I'm getting back into it. So if uh, if I'm struggling with the words, then that might be why. That's okay. I feel no like need I to make excuses. Well, I feel like I was about to say, I feel like I always have an excuse for why I'm struggling with the words. But it's probably because we record this podcast on a Friday night for me. And yeah. uh, I haven't quite finished my first glass of wine. So, you know, once that's done, I'll be free and easy in the Excellent. verbal sense, not in the sexual <laughs> sense. <laughs> anyway. All right. Shall we dive wide, right in? Yeah, we're going to do the Real House of Potomac because we just had their final reunion on Sunday. And... What a reunion it was. For me, I think this has been one of the most, and they actually say it, explosive seasons of Potomac. In fact, one of the, it's one of those seasons out of all the housewives that is just great. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of different dynamics going on. They had a lot of just stuff happening, which is crazy. Yeah, and the weird thing is a lot of the biggest drama had nothing, wasn't because of one of the housewives, but one of the house husbands. And there's no doubt we're going to be discussing good old Mr. Darby at length. Yeah, we did a poll on both Instagram and Twitter, whether he was a dirtbag or just misunderstood. On Instagram, it was like 100% he's a dirtbag. But on Twitter, uh -huh. it was like 85% dirtbag, 15% misunderstood, which... Oh, shut the front shocked door. Me. It there's shocked me. It who are those 15%? Who are those 15% and what are they on? I mean, it could be the Darbies. Maybe, maybe they're yeah. following our Twitter page. And so they just had to chime in with the misunderstood button. I can just see Ashley going, misunderstood, misunderstood, misunderstood. Just voting and voting and voting. Um, okay. Well, well, while Michael's yelling about cultural differences and how it's a cultural misunderstanding. For the love of God. Grabbing somebody's ass when they don't want it to be grabbed is not a cultural misunderstanding. That's just fucking rude. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, we're going to come to that later. I feel like we need to, to get the less um, exciting stuff out of the way first, although it is still pretty exciting. But um, it was quite good to get a little bit of a catch up on what the Real Housewives are doing between wrapping up the filming and now, because good old Giselle is pulling a Nene Leaks and has got back together with her ex-husband. She has, which I'm always fascinated by because I feel like this. So it's happened a couple of times on the Real Housewives franchises. And part of me wonders, like, how often does that really happen in real life? I mean, do you get divorced and are apart for a few years and then decide, hey, let's give it a go? I don't know. Well, the thing with Nini Leaks is what I like and why I think they're great. And they've now been back together for a long time. Um, 
is it didn't work out with her and is it Greg? It is Greg. <laughs> yeah, uh, because he just couldn't get to, to grips with the fact that she was making a name for herself and she was becoming a big deal and all the rest of it and he struggled. But he accepted it and took her back and he's done nothing but support and love and do all of that stuff. With Giselle, I wonder... I, I wonder if, because they split up before she was kind of famous and making a shit ton of money. I wonder if he's back because now she's kind of more, there's something more about, like, she's richer, if, if to put it plainly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm looking forward to the next season to see whether or not, A, they're still together. Because he's the head of a pretty predominant church. And I, I, I wonder how that's going to play in their relationship with her being on television and being very raw and open. How does that play with like his congregation and how they see him? Does it make a difference at all? I don't know. I'm not religious, so it's a realm of life yeah, that we I'm don't not know familiar that with. Would, we don't know how that, how that vibes with the Bible. But um, I, yeah, I just hope she's a savvy girl. I'm sure she's got a good head on her shoulders, but I just hope he's not back for the wrong reasons now that she's kind of, hope he's not kind of a fame whore and just is like, oh, I quite fancy a bit of that. You know, he's a pastor. Yeah. He likes to be center stage. I'm worried that maybe there's something there. Anyway, I, she's got a good head. I trust her to make a good decision. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that when she was talking about it, she kind of brought it up where her kids don't even really remember them married. So this is like a whole new kind of life for them, which is crazy. But all her kids are pretty close in age. So I think they were all fairly young when when they got the original divorce. But as a child from divorce, I think it would be it would have been insane if my parents got back together. Like we would not be down for that. Well, and as they say, Giselle's always nicer when she's getting regular D. So maybe this is just what it needs to calm her down. Absolutely. I mean, who isn't less crazy when they're getting the steady D? Oh, I don't know. You get used to it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so she's back and then we get a little roundup. Karen Huger's in Bloomingdale's. Oh, yes. With the elderly Hugh. Yeah, we went over... Um, the Instagram live when she was supposed to be grieving and all of that stuff. Um, and, and Karen Huger saying, let me thank the people in the phone, which was like one of my favorite quotes of all time. <laughs> it's like how my dad talks to the internet. Right. Like you little people in there. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also found out that Karen moved back to Potomac. So she's going to be a little bit closer to the other girls, uh, I guess for the next season. So that should be interesting. Yeah, I, I did understand like the whole grief argument and doing an Instagram live for her. I just, I think she's in the wrong with that one. I think Giselle was right to call her out for it. Like, <gasps> you don't want to hang out with us. You just want to go home and be on your phone. Whereas like we are actual people who are happy to kind of deal with your grief. Like we're your friends. We, we are here for you and you kind of shut. I mean, I, I would probably feel the same way. Like if something happened between you and me or, you know, whatever, and you decide to go back home and get on and do an Instagram live versus like, hang out with me and chat with me, I'd be pretty fucked off. It's really interesting because I saw that in a different way. Um, I totally got not wanting, not being in the mood to be out and sociable, but that not necessarily not like not jive. I, I didn't mean that that meant she couldn't be on Instagram. It was really interesting because I know what I'm like. Sometimes I'm just like, I want to be out with people. I don't want to be sociable. I don't want to do small talk. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to be drinking. I don't want to be partying. Um, 
And yet the thought of being at home on my own in my jammies doing some Instagram doesn't isn't for me like necessarily contra to that. But um, it's really interesting that you say that I do get where Giselle's coming from. Like, I think, you know, she is I, I she has a point, um, but people grieve in different ways. They feel different things. They need different things. Um, I think a lot of it is to do with knowing Karen as well. Like, I get what Giselle's saying in that instance. Like, it perhaps didn't sound as genuine, but it's very difficult to question somebody on their grief. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. I guess my question is, like, why can't Karen just be honest and just be like, you know what? Like, I don't feel like going out. I'm going to chill inside, like, rather than saying... I'm just too, like, I'm just too upset to go out. Like, just say, you know what? I'm not up for it. Like, I'm going back to my hotel room. I'm just going to chill. And then I don't think people would have such an issue with it. But I feel like, I don't know. And again, like, she was dealing with grief. So who knows where her head's at? Maybe she would have done it a different way. But just like, just be honest. Be like, I don't want to go out. I'm fine. Honesty is always the best policy, so they say. But not great TV. So, but no, there yeah, you but go. No, exactly. <laughs> um, and then let's enter stage left, Miss Dorothy. I, this woman, this woman, man, she is. Uh, I want to know what happened to her. I want to know what her parents are like. I want to know what her childhood was like because I can't imagine what it is that has caused her to be so viciously jealous of of candid and that's what i think it is i think it's jealousy and there was like they did a little montage of their interactions and the names in that one montage that she called her daughter were aslicker narcissist brat little princess all in what like really this is so shocking to me because she has two daughters so part of me is like is this the way she talks to her other daughter who i think is half sisters with Candace. Like I think they have have different different dads. dads. So I don't know if maybe that's part of it. Like Dorothy is still so wrapped up in like this drama that happened. I don't know with Candace's dad, the affair still really hurt by that. So she just really lashes out. And I mean, I I don't think it's right by any means to blame Candace for her dad's issues. And of course, Candace is going to have to have a relationship with him and her other siblings from that relationship. And as a mother, A, I can't believe you would ever say those things about your kids on national television, like knowing <laughs> you are being filmed. B, even even treat them that way. I mean, kids get on your nerves, like no question about that. But the words that she uses with her just smack me, smack me in the face. Like, I, yeah. I just, I can't get over it. It comes out with real spite. And there are things that you say to your kids that you know kind of you know, I'm, I lose my temper. Like I'm currently reading a book called how not to lose your shit with your kids. So don't get me wrong. I'm coming from a place of being able to understand a lack of patience and, and lashing out. But at the same time, it's so consistently awful. I've never seen Dorothy be warm or supportive. And I wonder if she just hates Candace so much because she just reminds her of this guy that broke a heart that she can't get over. And, and I think it's somebody said, um, you know, you're not even over this thing. And she's like, oh yeah, I am. And Andy's like, Mm-mm, no, you're not. And and he's right. She is still hanging on to this betrayal however many years ago and taking it all out on Candace. And I think interestingly, it makes me forgive Candace for all her kind of fucked up, crazy behavior this season because she's dealing with all that on the side. 
Yeah, and I mean, not even on the side, like in front of everyone. So this is like all your family shit coming out on national television. And you're also dealing with that family shit. Because I think there was one time where uh, Dorothy said that she felt that like by Candace inviting her dad and her other family, it was throwing the pain back in her face. And it's like... Jesus woman, like, it's not about you. Like, this wedding is not about you. You happen to be the mom, and that's great. But, like, you need to, to, if you're not over that pain, that's fine. And you can feel that pain. Everybody deals with it in their own different time. But you don't have to take it out on your daughter because she is not the one causing the pain. Yeah. And I've... Well, and I think as well as a mom, you should be able to put yourself in that position. But at the same time, I feel like we like we're looking at a snapshot of this. This is I think it's worth remembering. Candace has probably been dealing with this kind of behavior and this kind of emotional abuse since forever. Like this is her relationship with her mom. And, you know, I know what it's like to have a shouty mom. And I know that I have become a shouty mom. And I just want to hold Candace and go, when you have kids, you're going to have to deal with this because right. because you will you will this is the behavior you've learned and you ca- you can unlearn it but you have to be able to recognize it because i've had to work to unlearn my shouty behavior and i just want her to recognize that it's not i just want to tell her it's not normal to have a mama like that no 100% and i think Dorothy needs to take a hard look. And I mean, maybe that's what happens when recording a reality TV show is that you get those things really magnified and showed to you. And I mean, it was last season too. So obviously she hasn't made any changes since last season seeing herself on television and maybe she never will. But I think that's also something that Candace has to deal with. Like you can't, sometimes people don't change and you change your reaction to it. And I think that's probably where we see Candace going with this is her changing her reaction to her mom. And I think cutting off financial ties with her supposedly, and all of those things are really positive steps. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we found out that Chris is really wealthy, which he hit that really well. Um, So, you know, buy the two million pound house, babe, but don't just make sure it's your name on there and not your mom's. Yeah. Well, and it's a good thing it's $2 million rather than pounds. I mean, it's even cheaper, right? Yeah. And also let's, <laughs> let's, let's suggest, let's just clear this up. The way that Dorothy hits Andy with that purse is not the way she hit Candace with that purse. No, she smacked her daughter with her bag and she yeah. did it hard and she yeah. did it intentionally. Like, uh-huh. I do not understand this woman still fighting this fight. Like I did not hit her. Like you did. We all know you did. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and then as if poor, Ca- well, not poor Candice, because Candice isn't, you know, I mean, I can, I can understand her behavior, but she's still kind of been a bit, mm, I'm not 100% sold on Candice this season. And then we go in with Candice and Ashley going head to head. And Ashley, God bless her soul. She is five weeks out from having a baby. At five weeks, my vagina was still down by my knees and I'm pretty sure I hadn't had a shower. So for her to be there, albeit with like hardly a voice, she is a champion. Yeah, I, I'm, I was half wondering if there are still some like ice packs that she was sitting on because I know you're exactly right with both of my kids. Like I was still on ice like six weeks later. Like I don't know how people function. Imagine her like dismay when she gets the memo through saying, by the way, the dress code is white. I mean, for yeah. the love of like, that's not what you want to hear when you've just <laughs> no. given birth. Like I don't wear white boob- on my period. 
Do you know what no, I mean? No, like, your boobs are massive because you're nursing oh. and you're just like like the most uncomfortable human being on the planet. Like massive props to oh. Ashley for even being a part of this reunion after the cra- I mean, she couldn't have not come with all the craziness no, that course. went on this season, but man. I felt strong for her lady on that. That was that was poor wardrobe planning on Bravo's choice. Somebody, I reckon, a man made that decision. Not to be too yeah, gender specific, I mean, but I'm pretty like a woman wouldn't have gone. Oh, she's five weeks out of having a baby. Let's put her in white. No, and I definitely don't even think it was Andy. I think Andy even knows better than that. So yeah, it was somebody else on production. Bad wardrobe choice. But we find out that Ashley's restaurant has also closed. So the Australian food didn't go down in Atlanta the way they thought it would. Shocker. So that's done. Um, and then they're just, I don't know what it is between these two. Like, I know that they're mad, but I feel like they should be friends. Like, they're the youngest of the bunch. They, I, they're both married you know they're at that kind of same stage of their life newly married ish you know looking for kids all of that I feel like they should be mates but they are at each other's throats and actually I watched this three weeks ago so I I'm gonna be honest I can't remember who said it but one of them called the other said to the other you're the least accomplished person on this couch and I think there was another real ah oh, it was the OC is it this week or last week? It's this week. Uh, it was la- it? No, it was last oh. week. It was when Kelly was shouting at Gina, Gina about it. Yeah. And, and I said then, it's just such a vicious thing to say, even though there's no like nasty words in there, to call somebody not accomplished. And it comes up again here. Um, and it doesn't really matter who said it to who, because as much no. as I love them both, neither of them have made their own money. No. Like, neither of them in a position to go, well, I'm super successful and hardworking. No, I mean, I don't know what Candace's, like, wig business... Like, she's got a couple of businesses. Oh, she's got a pageant training business as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think in that respect, she does do her own thing. I don't know what Ashley had outside of the restaurant, which is now closed. Um... But I mean, they're both accomplished. They're both on the show. They're they're definitely making money from the show. Like, it, it, it's just such a bullshit mean thing to say to anybody. Like, I, I could never imagine those words coming out of my mouth towards anyone. Like, it's just a, it's a gut punch that yeah. goes too low. Yeah, it does. And it's obviously pushing a button because all of them, to some, some extent, will be super sensitive to the fact that they're rich because they married well or they're rich because they're trust fund princesses or all of that. So mm-hmm. it's a real like button pusher. You know, it's something that they know is going to get a reaction. Um, but, you know, I just, yeah, I, I sort of just want them to clear all this shit up and the butter knife or whatever it was that she went for her with and the you're in your mama's house it's just tit for tat all the time there's nothing really there yeah I mean and I think they're they are both equally as guilty for all that bullshit my main issue with Candace is the constant chat about the miscarriage and Ashley's alcohol intake and what she should be doing to get pregnant like I want to punch her in the face every time she says something like that. It's so insensitive. It's so fucking wrong. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, yeah, it just really pisses me off. Listen, we, we've talked about it. But if you've not had kids, you can't tell somebody how to have kids. And it's the same with being pregnant. If you've not done it, you can't tell somebody what to do because yeah, you can read all the fucking books, but once you've been through it, you know that the books don't make any sense. Like, it doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, whether Ashley's drinking or not has nothing to do with falling pregnant. How many fucking women have fallen pregnant drunk? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. 
you know, and miscarriages, there are a million possible reasons why a miscarriage could happen, but actually nobody really fully understands why any miscarriage happens. I mean, some are quite clear. We I've been doing some work with Tommy's charity, actually. So they you can find out, but essentially you can't control it. You know, no. if you're going to miscarry, you're going to miscarry. Um, right. And I think that, that Candice is being super insensitive um, and it just needs to stay in her fucking lane on this. Yeah. Granted, right as we were talking about it, I do remember Ashley threw a lot of shade at Monique about drinking when she, before she had her miscarriage. Like before Ashley had her miscarriage last oh. season, there was a lot of shade being thrown at Monique about alcohol consumption and miscarriages and things like that. Were the two linked in that? Was she linking the two in that? Because I know that there was an issue with Monique because she crashed the car after having like three martinis at lunch or whatever. But I don't, and you could be right, I don't know, but I don't remember whether it was linked specifically to miscarriage. I don't remember. You could be right. I could be wrong. Or they could be linked and neither of us know what we're talking about. It was last season. We weren't doing the show. I have no notes on those shows. Let's go go with the fact that neither of us know. No, but, you know, Ashley did throw a lot of shade about her alcohol and was talking a lot of shit about it. And partially, yeah, I thought they were linked. They could be not. But I just feel like when Candace starts getting ready to have a baby and all this stuff, like hopefully some of the stuff will come, you know, will make more sense to her. Um, I hope she doesn't. I hope nobody, you know, you never want anybody to like have a miscarriage or not be able to conceive or anything like that. Like everybody just wants the best for everybody. But the alcohol comments were just fucking asinine. Like I just. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? On reflection, I think you are right. I think they did because I do vaguely remember uh, Ashley apologizing to Monique after going through her miscarriage. So I think, I think you are right. I'm sorry. I butted in. I'll shut up next No, time. no, not at all. I mean, I, I don't remember if they were, I, I thought that they were, but, um, but not saying that Ashley deserved any of that chat, but I just, I just sometimes want to shake them and just tell them to own their own shit. Like they just need to stop and they stop, need to stop going for each other because yeah, while it's very fascinating TV, it's kind of gross on the human side. Yeah, it's a bit of a trigger warning. And also, I mean, I think the one great thing, though, about that conflict between them is that it it spawned perhaps the quote of all seasons from Ashley, which was your when she told Candace, like, essentially, because she was always talking about a pregnancy and a miscarriage and all the rest of it, she was like, my vagina was always in your mouth. Always. Um, and she's not wrong. Candice could no. not stop talking about the goings-on in Ashley in Ashley's vagina. So... I, I, there is a little bit of me, I, like you say, I can't wait for Candace to have a baby. Yeah. And have reality punch her in the motherfucking face. Like the stuff about her mom is all going to come to a head. I mean, all your issues yeah. raise their head when you have kids. You think you've got them all dealt with. No, 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 no. They all come back and then Forget you become a- your parents and that gets really weird. Forget about it punching her in the face. It'll just punch her in the vagina. And then we'll ask her to wear white five weeks later. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So then Candice isn't off the hook because we go through Candice and Monique, Monique after this. Yeah. Like their friendship is just torn up on social media. And what I don't understand is like Candace continually brings up stuff that happens on past seasons. And it's just like, 
didn't you like put this to bed? You said you did. You know, it's just, I don't know. Move on. I mean, and I don't think Monique is wrong. Like, I think Monique sharing that information with Ashley, I think Candace was pissed that she shared it. Like, it's not like the Tamara situation, the OC, where I feel like Tamara is playing one off against the other. I genuinely think Monique was like, this wasn't cool. I think you should know about this. Like, you know, because you see um, Monique call out, is it Candace when Candace goes to her house and Monique after the big fight and Monique says, you know, you weren't, that wasn't a, the right way to handle it. You had a tantrum. So, you know, yeah. Monique is calling Candace out for her bad behavior. She's not doing it behind her back. And then she says to Ashley, look, this is what Candace is saying. And and I have all the respect in the world for Monique. I think Monique was way too fucking pregnant to put up with any of this bullshit on this season. She was oh, like, fuck yeah. this. I've got more important shit to do. Can you all just stop behaving like children? Yeah, I need to pull pranks on my husband about my water breaking and watch everybody oh. lose their shit. <laughs> that was like the Kardashian prank. You know, where we were like, it was great, but fuck me, it went a little bit too far. I, again, that is testament to how much those two love each other because I think if I'd done that to Jimmy, I think he would have like climbed up my vagina and pulled that baby out just to make a point. Do you, like, yes. I, I, when, I, when you saw her there, like putting the water on her legs like giggling to herself I genuinely was like amazing I did really like the way they shot it though because they shot like the prank as it was happening and then they gave us like the behind scenes that it was a prank because like I was watching it and thought it was like actually happening and I was like holy shit Chris is freaking out all these kids what's going on um I really liked how Bravo cut that I thought that was really clever like we Um, were pranked as well yeah, I liked that a lot. And we weren't doing the podcast when that episode um, came out. So, yeah, I think Monique and Chris are super strong. I totally agree with you. I think Monique was too pregnant to deal with the bullshit of the season. Um, I don't think she was in the wrong for, like, showing what um, showing Ashley Candace's text. And I think she was really trying to make a... Uh, like she's trying, she was really trying to be there for Ashley. I think she's working on her friendship with her. She called out Candace to her face. Like, I don't know what more people want sometimes. Like you're mad because they do it behind your back. You're mad because they do it to your face. Like, but you were in the wrong. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter who does what you were being a dick. Yeah. How have you got called out on it? Um, I think there's like about five minutes of white noise while Monique and Candace shouts to each other, which I, I, if I had the time, I'd, but I can't be asked. Um, no. I think we're all team Monique on that one. And then, yeah. and we get a bit more information about Robin and Juan. And we did Robin a poll, we did a poll on this, uh, about whether we think, whether you think they should get remarried or not. It was, it was pretty evenly split actually but interestingly you voted the same way I did which was hell no yeah I mean I this is probably one of the only times I'm going to agree with Karen Huger but like whatever they're doing right now seems to really be working for them it's working for their kids like do you really need this piece of paper that says you're married like if it's not broken right now and it was broken before and you fixed it why don't we pay attention to ha- like why it's fixed you know yeah. I don't I don't understand the rush to get remarried I you know if you two have a commitment to each other I have some really great friends who have been together for over 20 years and they have kids and they're still not married and 
they just don't see the point in it. And I totally respect that. They've got a great relationship and it's working. So why put pressure on yourselves to do this big show, which would then probably be another Bravo spinoff show about your wedding? Like, why put yourself through all that when it's fine? And it's great, actually. Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting because we also found out, and I think we discussed this right in the first episode of the podcast, we talked about Juan and Robin and their kids and how they'd manage that situation. And I was sort of saying, I think it's weird that they didn't tell their kids they got divorced. And in fact, it comes out now that the boys found out they were divorced on Google. Like, that's not cool. Those boys might have been young, but you know what? I have a three-year-old. If we were getting divorced, I could explain to her in three-year-old words what was happening. And I would. And I just think it's when it's that kind of, of course, lighten back the fucking tooth fairy and Santa Claus and do all of that. But when it's that big of a deal, you can find a way to, to tell your kids what's going on. So I think for me, they dropped the ball there, but you know, it's not great that your kids find out you're divorced on Google. It was always going to happen, but you know, I like them and I'm sure that they'll figure it out. But, um, yeah. yeah, I can't even imagine the chat that had to happen after they found on Go- out on Google after the fact that it happened. Yeah. So it's, it's like you couldn't have given us a heads up. Like, yes, we're young, but like we are part of this like family unit right here. And I mean, I I feel like that would lead to a lot of feelings of betrayal. Obviously, they've worked it out and, you know, they're fine. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Finding I, something out on Google about your parents is never a good idea. No, and I hope that they, you know, I, I think the best parents aren't the ones that don't fuck up because we all fuck up. I think the best parents are the ones that can go to their kids and go, I fucked up, I'm really sorry. Obviously, a Dude, more recovery PG language is key. In that. Yeah, 100%. It's all about the repair. Um, the tattoo, the tattoos, it's kind of a half-assed move, as far, but it is what it is. Don't get married. That's what we're on. Um, and you know what? She says it. She says, if you're not in it, you don't understand. And she's absolutely fucking right. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, they're going to do what they want to do and they'll make the right decision for them. And it's really nobody else's business. But um, I just thought it was really interesting that I actually agreed with Karen. Like, I literally thought that would never happen. I know. I think hell just froze over. But we also, Juan, <laughs> uh, Robin also confirmed that it was Juan that Michael wanted to, who, Juan, I'm, I'm going to get it out. I, I, I yeah. can't get it out because I'm shocked. It was Juan's cock that Michael wanted to suck. Yes, though he said I would suck Juan's dick. That I I like later on. Um, I mean, we, we could have guessed the, it, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, or him or Chris. Like I thought there was probably a toss up between it. Would have been Chris's or Juan's, maybe because um, they were all there. You know, like they were all there together and whatnot. Um, I have such an issue with Michael Darby. Like this doesn't even touch the tip of the iceberg, if you will. But (laughs) like you just said tip and I couldn't. (laughs) I'm sorry. This doesn't even touch the tip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to laugh every time you say it. But um, when the husbands come out, Chris totally identifies that is that Michael feels that his opinion reigns supreme, but nobody else has any credibility. Like he's calling out like, Robin's credibility on this quote when multiple people have heard it and confirmed it. Like I a hundred percent this, this went down exactly yeah. the way Robin remembers. Like we can all be drunk, but you're going to remember if someone says they want to suck your husband's dick. Yeah. There's not enough Merlot in the world. That's going to punish that out of your memory. But, but I think, I think you're right. And I think what I found really interesting about Michael is 
that he's so on the defense and he's doing the gaslighting thing. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. You were so drunk. Like, no, 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 no. You, these people are not lying. And it's this real, it's such a, a sign of his narcissism to be able to sit in that seat and say, it's all bollocks. It's, it, it's just not all bollocks. We all know it's not bollocks, apart from the 15% on Twitter who voted. And I mean, let that us know what you're- you're Please let us know why you think he's misunderstood because I'm really interested to hear what your reasoning behind that is. Um, but yeah, all the, all the husbands came on and there wasn't one of them that was going to give Michael an easy ride. No, and I mean- <sighs> Michael is so frustrating to me because I feel like on the one hand, he says it doesn't happen. But then on the other hand, he's like, oh, it's cultural differences. Like in Australia, we just touch everybody's ass. And it's like, no, you don't like shut up. Like I, and then, and then he tries to do the sports angle and like Chris is, used to be a professional football player. And he's like, yeah, that happened on the field. Like not at a barbecue or in a bar or. <laughs> well, this is the thing. And like, let me get to my notes. Cause th- there just becomes more and more instances of this. And this is what I find so narcissistic about him. So there's a butt grab in season one. Like we know that for, for sure. Gis- Giselle sees it. Um, right. then there's the producers alleged, butt grab that the girls bring up on this uh, episode. Then there's the I'd suck his dick comment. Then there's a cameraman ass grab. And then Ray brings up another instance, which turns out to be Andy Cohen. So that maybe doesn't yeah. count because, you know, whatever. And then there's that naked pic that comes out on social media that nobody ever wants to remember again. But here's no. my thing. He's already grabbed a butt in season one. It's already caused a furore. Sorry. Bye. You need to go downstairs. Darling, I love you very much, but you need to go downstairs. You need to go downstairs. I can help you, darling. I mean, I don't know whether we'll edit that out. We, we might not be bothered, but the fact is my six-year-old just walked in on me talking about a man grabbing somebody's ass and sucking their dick and she, she was, was behind me she's a little time. reality tv fan it comes it comes through our dna maybe this is um, like i think my parenting of the year award is going to land on my doorstep tomorrow <laughs> but here's my point my point is is that if you've done it in season one and it's not gone down very well and you're being filmed for maybe five months of the year what kind of compulsion do you have that makes you need to keep grabbing asses on camera to put yourself and your wife in that position. Like, even if you grab asses the other seven months of the year, is that <laughs> not fucking enough for you? Like, just it's why ass grabbing you, season. Why are you still doing it? Like, and this is why I think it must be a compulsion. It must be something that, not that he can't help, because I'm not giving him that, but like, this is a thing that keeps happening. It just blows my mind. Yeah, I made a note about it. So the first time he grabbed someone's ass, it was Monique's cousin, Hank. And they talk about it. And he's like, oh, me and Hank have this understanding, like this mutual thing going on. And Monique just keeps going on. She's like, no, I talked to Hank. You have no such understanding. Then it's the cameraman. Then it's multiple producers. And then there's the clip of Michael and Juan talking about Ray when... I guess like Michael and Ray had a falling out and they were kind of getting along. And then like they are talking openly about ass grabbing. And it's just like, this is an issue. Everybody knows he's grabbing everybody's asses 
all over to play all over the place and apparently on other continents as well because he does it all the time in australia yeah and it's absolutely not it's not it's not okay it's not a viable excuse and everybody just needs to accept that this is a man who for some reason has a compulsion to sexually grab and assault other men and can we all just figure out like agree to this and and actually let's stop giving him fucking airtime yeah, I mean, I'm over him. I feel like everybody is over him. The All the other husbands seem really friendly with each other other than with him. Um, like, I love the quote that Chris says, like, well, when I bump into somebody, normally I just say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't go, don't do that. And he goes, oh, right. sorry, sorry, man. Like, it, it, there's no doubt something shady went down. And, and honestly, I think he... We, it's great like it's tv and it's made it exciting but i don't want to it's getting a little bit too much now and he needs to I'm, be put in a box somewhere i'm so bored of him i'm bored of him disrespecting ashley like i think the girls were spot on when they brought up how they were really disappointed that he didn't apologize to them and i know ashley said that all this stuff has happened behind the scenes which is fine but all this other stuff i think the girls made an excellent point all this other stuff was out in public you owe her that like, she has been ride or die standing by you the entire time. Like, the least you can do is publicly say thank you. Like, that's all well and good, whatever you say in the cover, like in, you know, the privacy of your own home. But all these allegations are out there. You went on TV to address the allegations. It was a real missed opportunity to be like, you know what? Like, I couldn't have, you know, been brave through all of this without, like, this woman by my side. She's incredible. You know, she fights for what she, you know, whatever. Like, he could have said something. And yeah. I 100% agree with the other housewives that that was a real dick move on his behalf. And I think as well, this whole cultural difference thing really annoys me because it's it's not... It's not about you. It's not about a cultural reference. It's not about whether he thinks it's okay or not. It's about whether that person that you are laying your hands on thinks it's okay. And if it's not, and if it isn't, then it, then you need to not do it. And you can't just take that assumption. Ask. I mean, you know, we teach our kids, we teach our boys now to ask somebody before they can kiss them. Like, can I kiss you? We we teach them to ask that, and I think that's smart. You, I mean can I grab your ass? I mean, if you feel that you have to do it, then at least fucking ask before you do it. And, and, and if they're not comfortable with it, it doesn't, it's not a cultural difference. It means they don't want your hands on their fucking ass. Yeah. It's not a cultural difference to do things without consent. Like that's no. never an okay excuse. No. Um, if you're confused about consent, there's a great video on YouTube that explains consent. And Michael has violated that with every one of these people. I mean, Chris even brings up like a night that they were all out that he was called by Bravo HR to verify another yeah. incident. And yeah. it's just like, dude, stop grabbing people's asses. I mean, but then here's the weird thing. So the husbands leave the set and then Chris, Monique's Chris is like, oh, I'm going to head to the bar with Michael. Yeah, I feel like Chris is the ultimate like placator. Like, I think he just wants people to get along. I think we see this in his relationship with Monique and his mother um, with all that craziness that's been going on. Like, he really just tries to make everybody like, OK, my guesses would be that he's the middle child. Just thinking of birth order and like placating. I don't know. I'm, I'm pulling facts out of my ass here, but I think, you know, <laughs> he really like tries, you know, just tries to keep the peace. Um, I do also like how Andy kind of schooled Michael on sexual assault 
on like on the couches because Michael's dead wrong. And it does kind of bring us back to like that consent. And I think, again, like you agreed with Karen before, I agree with Karen on this. Just because the charges were thrown out does not mean it didn't happen. And 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 that's a loophole. And, you know, she obviously has experience of sexual assault. I'm going to go out there and say I've had experience of that too. And it does piss me off because these are men who are doing this are men who are powerful. They have the advantage in some way, be it position or money or whatever it is. Um, And it's not okay to say, well, it didn't happen because the charges were thrown out. No, the charges were thrown out because it couldn't be proved or because you had power and maybe paid him off. That's a rumor that's going around allegedly before we get sued. Um, Just because those charges were out does not mean it didn't happen. So I I really appreciate Karen's take on that. Um, And, you know, and if anything, at least it's bringing up a conversation around this that, that is forcing everybody to go, it is not okay. Yeah. I loved how then Michael turns it all around on the housewives and is like, well, none of you called me to see if I was doing okay. And they were like, it is so not appropriate for us to call you. We were calling Ashley, who is actually our friend. Like, he's such a weirdo. And then, like, he yells at Giselle about, like, they're two separate worlds and that she shouldn't bring in things that happen outside the filming. And it's all fucked up. And it ends up coming to it like when they kind of close down, but we're getting those behind the scenes shots of like <gasps> Ashley very oh. visibly like letting him know that she was miked. Like, you know, shit is going down and she doesn't want to reveal it, which I wouldn't either. But at the same time, I'm like, woman, we see you reminding him that you are miked so he shouldn't say shit because you know he's going to say shit. Like, but again, his narcissism, like he goes straight over to Giselle and gives her an earful for what she was doing. And it's like, he doesn't care that he's being filmed. He doesn't care that he's miked. Like for him, there's never any consequences to what he does. So he just does it regardless of what's going on. And that, yeah. you know, that for me is why he, and, I, and the narcissism, all of this TV show stuff, good or bad, all the attention will be playing right into that. And I think that's why for me, I just want him off. Um, I don't, I don't think he should be given any airtime and I think he needs to be, you know, fine, keep Ashley if you can, but he needs to be gone and they shouldn't be including him. I agree. Cause it's definitely feeding, it's feeding this like unhealthy need that he has. And, you know, it's not nice to watch like a woman kind of staying with this dirt bag. And I mean, the, the women have enough going on between them that we don't really need drama from a housewife husband. Yeah, I agree. He kind um, of reminds me. Do you remember like old episodes of the OC with Slade Smiley in it? Yes. He's a Slade Smiley. Like not saying Slade is like going around sexually assaulting people by any means. Allegedly, but he just wants allegedly. to be he like just really wants to be inserted into this thing that his wife has going on. And I think, again, it ties back to the narcissistic. He doesn't want her to have things outside of him. Yeah, I agree. But I mean. We get to the end and then I did love the quote that Andy ended on when they did, uh, did they do a shot? I can't remember, but he ended with the quote that's by, I'm now, by the way, adopting as my own toast every time I have to do a toast, but may every day you'll look in the mirror and say, I am the prize. And I was like, oh, love that little bit of reminder to self-love. Yeah. And they did toast. They toasted with beignets, not alcohol. They had those little baby beignets. I remember. Um, So I think that gets the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion all tied up. Season four done. 
it's done. I am going to miss it as part of my Sunday viewing. Glad the Kardashians will be back next week, but um, I'm looking forward to the next season. Me too. Let's see what they bring. All right, then, guys. Remember, you can always find us on Instagram at TV My Husband Hates uh, and on Facebook. We have a group that you can join, and just in case you don't want everybody to know the extent of your TV reality TV addiction. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at TV Husbands Hate. Uh, and if you've got an email, you want to get in touch with us about anything, we you think we've got something wrong or uh, you just want to tell us how wonderful we are, you can email us at hey at tvmyhusbandhates.com. All right. So I guess that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.